Now the book reading, uh, welcome to Consciousness Since Birth book series and I'll be reading to you the chapter uh, 2 of book 2, Your Little Cub, A Friendly Intruder and a Patient. Getting to know and befriending your baby for what and whom they are. You were a couple and you were getting along so far. You've been two individuals. Now, postpartum, you are not just an extra individual. You are heading for a family life. You are now united. This is the one main reason for how and why life will challenge you forever and ever. What is a family? What is family life? This concept has absolutely no correlation to your previous couple life. Now that uh, your baby has arrived, I'm going to say modern couple life. Now that your baby has arrived, you're holding a fort, <clears throat> holding and building a fort. Slowly and surely, you might or must, most likely will experience a sequence of attacks on your fort. The fort could break down and crumble to rubble, or it could stand strong each time rebuilt from its foundation. Or it could be some kind of ruin and visited by seasonal tourists. Are you going to rebuild your fort, or do you choose to desert it and find new grounds to stand your guard? It's a choice and sometimes the war is bigger than ourselves. The couple might have been strong, but they were protected in an ivory tower before the arrival of the friendly intruder. A family is about coming down to earth and building new walls on the foundation of the couple's strength and family values that live from within the relationship. Okay, they must be there. They must be there from the start. They must be there. They must be truly there from the start. If the foundation was not great to begin with, it still has to be built one way or another because your child is now the ivory tower and must be guarded whatsoever. So if the foundation, which is the relationship, loving, caring, authentic family relationship. Okay, the intruder, the baby that is born into the couple will probably make the whole foundation shake, especially if the mother, father or mother will experience a new individual as an intruder. Um, he or she is taking away all the time and attention of the previous girlfriend or boyfriend. Being a parent and a partner is far from easy. We need to know what it means to create a new life um, amidst, amidst ourselves. Consider it crime to let a child break down their persona to the grounds of earth if it is our job to try our utmost through the process of birth to bring the child back to the heavens. The mother has carried the seed of life in her belly for nine months, but was not acquainted with the actual friendliness or unfriendliness of the intruder into her life. 
She was aware of being pregnant and her body changing accordingly. She was not aware of the person, person living in her and their midst. When the baby is a boy, he becomes a competition to daddy. When the baby is a girl, mommy feels the competition with her daughter, especially towards daddy, and might become extremely jealous in the process. Why is the baby girl getting daddy's sweet love? Where is this love for me? He used to once give me attention, but is long gone now. Does he love that baby girl as he loves me? Does he love the baby more than me? And in the same manner, the baby girl boy can now can grow jealous of the same-sex parent because they know their parent is married and belongs to the couple, not to them. This is called the Edupal complex. Being an authentic parent requires maturity. Mm. We all love babies in different ways, and we love a baby in a different way than we love our partner. I think that is the most reasonable conclusion. It remains utterly personal, and it is our personal responsibility to make it work. Mm -hmm. This chapter was the shortest, yet it has the most impact on your new life and measures the success or the failure of your marriage and, more importantly, family life. Your individual expression is part of a bigger thing. This could make it or break it. What if the child is different from you? What if the child doesn't have the same looks like you? What if the child is disabled, sick or ill? What if the character and interests are totally not you? Can you accept this person in your midst? Can you start to believe that this is also part of you? Um, that every child reflects a part of the parent's being or legacy. That even an odd child in is part of your love, hobbies, and interest. Each child reflects an individual aspect of your being, and you as a parent are the whole of it. Only you have the power to empower your child with love, especially the first year of life and with some corrections and compensations from your side during the early childhood, if needed. So later, when they are teenagers and young adults, you can foster and enjoy a life in a shared relationship. With a good relationship model, I think we can say that the rest they will do pretty much on their own. So good luck. Okay. So that is a wrap. Um it says discover what coaching is about and how you can apply this to your parenting practice. Uh movement and free discovery are equal to creative intelligence and self control. Baby says, let me move and explore. How? By keeping me safe. How? By guiding, not dictating me. Mm. Okay. And now I'll continue directly into chapter three. Um, as this was like a short chapter, look for voluntary care, community and coaches. The challenges of being the coach, parent and person at simultaneous times and space. Who will take care of baby and you? You can decide for yourself to take on being a mom as a full-time profession, but be careful how you balance your new life. This means you will Dedicate your time and efforts to the full-time job, yet you require compensation. 
Being a full-time mom requires the same specific skills as any other career to make it throughout the day, week, month, year successfully. Um, the, responsi the responsibility... Sorry. Um, trying to correct here. Year R.S. The responsibilities are tremendous, not only caring for your child single-handedly so many hours of the day, but also to deal with your own self-care and life with extremely limited resources. The personal challenges are not few, and the overall moms seem to be challenged more by the spiritual baggage than the practical care. You wonder how so many parents get through the day safe and sane. When you talk with other parents, they tend to confess that they feel like they won't, won't make it through the, another day, week, month, or year. I was there too, and still until today, parents are about to lose their sanity. Unfortunately, there's no pay, and the level of personal respect for the mom job from yourself and others is particularly low. The absence of colleagues will leave you in a solitude that seems to last forever. Slowly, your old identity chips and fades away to be left with only your old troubles. If not quickly replaced by a meaningful, positive new attitude in your mom life, you can find yourself struggling to rebuild your new self. Your new self is washed down by all the problems you are facing and the challenges ahead. You try to fight the idea that this is really it and seek out the solutions to get your social and work life involved in your mom life. Once you are able to lose your ego and step into the selflessness, the momhood, what it really is, You have set a foundation for a new constructive self and sustainable family life. You are a nobody and now in that void you have the chance to become yourself, a self with a heart. Your old ego and past life has been completely chipped off and stripped down to its remains. to its skeleton. Phoenix rises from its ashes. It's Greek mythology about spiritual rebirth. To crash or not to crash? Crash? To crash or not to crash? That's the question. The stay-at-home mom with feeding mouse as main task we become a chef for life or not, could the little ones and other partners, people and companies help out with healthy foods and meals for both mom, dad and child? Challenges of the Sham What are some of the challenges of the SAHM, stay-at-home mom, and why necessarily a stay-at-home mom? Not for the reason of having no time, because everyone already had time. For the reason that during the working hours, she's taking care of her children, which she considers work, as it is hard and tedious work, and she doesn't get a physical separation from her children, let alone a break on her own when the evening hits. Fortunately or unfortunately, working moms will need to consider that their job time is a big me time, because of physical separation from children and working on the self. Mm. 
for money. Because that doesn't mean that moms don't work on themselves. Um, mean that moms are not working on self. Quite the contrary. These are two major things Sham does not get and which makes it very hard to be a full-on mom. Um, not saying that being a full-on mom is a healthy balance because we all need a balance between home, rest, and career. It's all work for that matter. The society doesn't allow much division between part-time working moms and part-time working dads. Um, either time doesn't allow it or financials don't allow it. So in all cases, we tend to be stuck unless we have creative solutions to our problems. The trend these times are for moms to become mompreneurs, um, which means they open these days, which means they open a business to combine their passion, finance and baby at the same time, um, which is also insane. Usually it starts out as a one-man one show or it involves the help of family members, but it could be a bigger enterprise or franchise that sustains the family and which allows flexible office times and locations. Anything is possible. It requires usually the same or stronger dedication as a regular job at an employer, but you are self-made in an entrepreneurial kind of way and your partner can hook on to that new business. The moms find themselves overworking and overthinking their business as well. The challenge of combining the baby schedule with their own life is still very challenging and you might still be stuck to the home. Back to Shams. The challenges. Taking time for themselves at home. Challenges of moms. Um, taking time for themselves out of the home, taking time with or for their friendships, taking time for intellectual development and earning money despite job, no job, taking time for exercise to keep physically and mentally fit, taking time to be physically separated from children to recuperate. brackets like any high performance job the sham needs to be physically and emotionally available for their children all day and every day the intensity um, of the job due to the extension of her life with another fragile life along with the psychology and daily challenges make the job feel like the hardest job on the planet the sham needs another physical and creative outlet in order to stay fit a physical outlet like walking, running, swimming, yoga, horse riding, or anything else will give the mind and spirit a break of the otherwise tiring routine. So, as a sham, you need another physical outlet. 
I have not been a shining example in the physical exercise department. As many moms with me, as we often feel in taking time or being disciplined for our well-being. I believe, though, it is probably the one thing that can give a mom me time, an energizer, and time with others all in one. Some classes provide a mommy and baby postnatal workout or yoga. Yoga at home or with a personal trainer is also a possibility. Although it gives the desired physical results, it will mean you are missing out on the social contact with other moms and babies. I didn't feel physically energized for the first year. I was at the swimming pool doing laps, stretching my legs at home or dancing in the kitchen. Did I meet anyone by doing that? Did I rescue my loneliness in the momhood? Did I reduce the stress of a social brain? Was uh, the stress of a, I mean, like mom brain? Was I a better person um, or mother because of it? No. It worked for me to not commit to a place and time, but it is great if you can make it to classes and meet a group of other young mothers to share the experience and build lifelong friendships. The babies can grow up together and go on play dates to each other's houses. It ticks so many boxes and most importantly for our brains to associate with other adults and connect on a different level. Our brain truly is a social brain. It needs the physical presence of groups in order to survive. Without the social context, we die off. I started organizing mommy's play dates where moms meet informally and babies play through these meetups. I have made some awesome friendships. Um, I acknowledge the physical stress of the mom job. It becomes so much less stressful on a personal level when we can share our time and resources with other moms. Unfortunately, we often... Um, so moms, women, or children. Unfortunately, we often live in a very isolated cubicle house, uh, cubicles called houses. This is why it is important to find some sense of community, playgroups, or a circle of mom friends in order to solve many of the problems you experience in practical life, in your mind, and with your children. Other moms might have the right solution for you. Take off the pressure and share the same problems. As a matter of fact, you have the right to have not only time with your friends, but to have regular meetups with your colleagues, which are the other moms. Colleagues, I hear you say? Yes, of course. Mm. Other moms share the same vision and goals, and you need to exchange all the ins and outs on how to handle the goals and obstacles, as well as the community services, best places to go, parenting, science, and a whole lot of other news. It is absolutely no luxury to spend as much time as you can afford, surrounded by people or at other homes and places. I felt really com uncomfortable with the experience of being forced into an unbalanced life act, and it remains this day a problem of balancing out me time. 
During periods of extreme fatigue, the me time is just a pause from the children and keeping my health and sanity. Once the extreme fatigue has passed and the body's balanced postpartum is back into the swing, the me time becomes another job. We all have a desire to be working and productive. Unfortunately, the mom job, no matter how intense, productive and consuming, doesn't reach the level of the kind of job we seek. It is missing the social element of contributing within a group or a platform, and there is hardly or no reward. Financial reward. A job in the market based on the salary becomes a necessary me-time. Unless some Scandinavian societies, people don't consider raising your baby or child as a job on its own. Not only that, you will miss out on career and pension plan as well as other benefits perhaps even a car to get around which was in my case as an account manager which was my case as an account manager mm. besides you are not creating any savings this is when marriage kicks in and uh and should kick in um, to prevent future issues, I wish, I wish, and kind of asked my husband to understand the day I would uh, become a full-time mom, I wouldn't have any income. This question arose during some meetings with an accountant, and I realized the threat and weak position of me as a wife, investing all her energy and time in creating a family instead of a career or savings. He didn't see the point of that as we have an account in common and he felt it as his responsibility to provide the income being the husband. Investment, I'm going to say. Um, that was a big deal for him and weighed heavily on his shoulders, especially considering he quit the project three months after our baby was born and was in between jobs for six months. Besides that, he thought it would still be feasible for me to make money any time during or after the maternity leave. Um, he kept asking and pressurizing the p the point with me. This was a big shock to me. How am I expected to make any kind of money while being sick or taking care of a baby? Helpless. I was clearly not going to keep my baby full-time in a creche, maximum one day per week or two afternoons until a later stage. Later, I realized these expectations and disappointments I was confronted with by my husband were a part of the reality of being a woman and a mother, as well part of the daddy depression. Um, I still don't consider our situation normal, but strong emotions don't usually have a logical explanation, and becoming a parent is more shocking for a couple than we can see from the outside world. So I assume that all or most couples struggle with this equation, but to different degrees. I believe I was in the worst of class. Considering the percentage of divorce after the first baby, this possibility shouldn't come to us, us as a surprise. Unfortunately, it's usually the woman and mother that suffers from the consequences, especially if there is a future separation. In the best cases, the marriage is in her favor and the father will be obliged by law to financially contribute and take part-time care of the children. 
If the law fails and the father flees from parenthood, she will be left taking care of the children and finances alone. Most women from failed marriages will go back to their parents for this reason and find a new partner that can contribute sufficiently on financials sooner or later. This was a common picture in the 80s and 90s and perhaps less the attitude nowadays because women are not willing to sacrifice themselves in yet another relationship and lose their emotional independence when being single and financially free. Kids need their moms at the end of the day. Women expect a father to take on his responsibilities towards his children and towards her before, during, and after marriage, but this is not always or usually not the case. The law is not always strong enough to keep the cash flow ongoing from the father towards his children or wife, um, ex and ex-wife. Whatever the situation, the majority of women will keep sacrificing her career or any means of income before, during, and after marriage with children. This is not to speak about the enormous drama and threats that come with divorce. The relationship just is not over yet. It continues as it was, but through a separation. Financial freedom and flexibility. Was I able to go to a job or make money? Was I able to find a nursery family member or another babysitter? For financial freedom, I needed baby freedom, which means someone else is taking over uh, the baby. For all my absent minutes of the day, there was no family member around to help out, and certainly no reliable ones that had the comforting connection with the baby. I tried the crash two to three days per week. I brought the baby after he woke up from his morning nap around 11.30 a.m. I picked him up between 5 or 6 p.m. and never realized the true reality of what a crush is until I was doing it. Half-baked. It means disposing of your tiny and needy baby early in the morning before traffic jam starts and picking him up after traffic jam ends just in time for the crush to close. Uh, this means that your tiny baby is taken care of by professionals for 12 plus hours, most of it crying, staring, or playing with plastic toys. I thought my first baby, three months old, was fine at the crash. He didn't mind me handing him over to the caretakers and didn't seem to cry. The caretaker gave me the feedback each day. They held him in the arms all day. He didn't want to be put down into a seat. Smart baby. He had only been quiet if he was in her arms, didn't drink his bottles, and slept maximum a maximum of 20 minutes. 
uh, of the whole day, stressed baby. Was he supposed to go to the crush every day to settle into the routine? Is the crush too clinical and run by strangers? Or was he too aware of his surroundings and other babies were by comparison more acceptant of their faith? Was I spending too much time with my baby, spending him, spoiling him and myself? As I brought him home, on every occasion he drank unlimited milk and slept directly, hungry and exhausted baby. Um... The following three days, he was out of his usual routine and sassiness at home. Unbalanced baby. Then I brought him again to the crash, according to schedule. It's a pleasure for the mom to be liberated of the burden and the exhausting job of being a mom. Relieve the mom. It's a pleasure for the mom to go to work and have her normal life back, whatever the job is about. Joyful mom. And even if your job became less of a priority, it's a place to breathe and rest the mind. Unstressed mom. It's not wonderful being responsible all day of your baby, and it's not wonderful for a baby of a working mom to spend all his day in the crash. What to do? Mom guilt and agony. Crash or crash. The first six months up to one year of age are what I call the diamond year. You are laying the foundation of the baby's physical, mental, and emotional health. He's attached to you in all aspects and in the full development of his brain, body, and confidence in the world we live in. A baby that stays at home with mom actually doesn't really stay at home with mom. Um, and become an unsocial being. Mom goes to the city, to the supermarket, receives or visits her friends, takes the baby on discovery tours, visits museums and parks, and visits baby's classes. A baby in the crash remains within the same group of people between the same walls every single day. What are you giving your three-month-old when he goes to the crash? What love, nature, and stability does a baby receive from a caretaker? How is the baby learning about structure, confidence, trust, development? Everything the diamond-shaping year is about, in my opinion, is not practiced in the crash. The competencies in the diamond year are given from the m moment we are in this life until we gradually become more independent as a one-year-old. Life doesn't start in the second year or when you think the child is to be taken more seriously. Our life and our inner well-being start at day zero. If you were miserable most of the time in year one, you will be miserable in year 21 in year 21 and adulthood. Do you really think a sterile environment can provide the competencies needed for full development? If you don't want to be a full-time or part-time mom until six months of age, then reconsider if you have the will and the time to have children. Besides that, a baby of zero to six months is as vulnerable as anyone could ever be, neither talking nor walking, constantly feeling needy, hungry, and especially sleepy are... Uh, are his main modes and tasks in life. But is the crash set up for sleeping or is there constant noise, distractions and stress of our sorts? 
The baby needs his crib, his bottle, and his mommy more than anything else, especially up to month six or seven, when they start weaning and discovering the world outside them. Uh, the world outside themselves. And and especially out of the house. Baby doesn't need to play at this age. In fact, they don't have the actual skill to play socially. <clears throat> with other children until the age of four to six years old. They're mainly growing, developing, and observing through their caretaker. Besides the feeding and sleeping, the baby needs to bond, bond, bond again with uh, one or two caretakers. He doesn't need an alarm at 6 a.m. and a long wait in his chair until 6 p.m. Being a, um, cared for, being... Um, looks after by strangers and waiting on his faith. Neither does he need to be stimulated or disturbed by other children who are older and running around and sometimes touching or boxing his face. Um, I'm not inclining that staying with an overstressed mom is the ultimate solution because a crash might be the ultimate safe and structured place. Um, for some babies although there are also negative school environments and school owners similar and worse to the one i signed up my baby and signed up my baby for okay mm, are you ready to hear more there's a lot to be said about why or why not to crash. There is limited scientific research to answer this question. The best answer is to imagine yourself as the baby. And second, to follow your gut, your reasoning and re-evaluation every three months. An evaluation can tell you what to do next. It will depend on you as a mom. Each three months. It will depend on you as a mom if you can do the job of a solitude mom for the time being or if you need or want to search other solutions in life. What do you really, really want for your baby? Remember, it's only a phase, perhaps a phase of sacrifice for six months in case you raise the baby from home until that age. And what do you believe in more opposed to what society tells you to do? Be bold in your decision. Don't go mainstream. Don't think other people got it right when they say the crush is normal and the stay at home is not. Or the other way around. Don't be fooled that you really need money more than you. your baby needs you up to six or seven months of age. This is when baby starts to sit and crawl, which will make him so much more independent in the crush and more flexible to move around and start beginning of play. Your baby will have had the chance to grow his confidence and self-worth, which he would otherwise miss. This is the attachment. 
which we spoke about earlier. Uh, you are the one that can decide to be your baby's caretaker and for how long until you divide your time with another family member, friend, professional or paid force. You have the right and the human need to have time off from your baby. This is something I absolutely miss in the first year and even more so in the years to come. The first uh, choice is having a baby. The second choice is your parenting belief. And the third choice is who's going to take care of your baby. In the beginning, you'll be needier and support is undeniable, especially in the first half year. It makes you wonder about the balance in the second year, the third year and so on. Until children, kindergarten or school comes around to take over a chunk of the day. But don't be fooled, school schedules don't allow a parent to work 9 to 6. 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. even if you use the before and after school babysitting services on a daily basis the pickup remains at 6 p.m. sharp uh, financially as well as emotionally you will feel the impact of the impossibilities so there is a lot to figure out on this matter and with a second baby Uh, so there is a lot to figure out on this matter and with the second baby there is no copy-paste situation because you have to fit in the schedule of the second with the schedule of the first. Usually this is where grandparents kick in. But with a modern nomadic lifestyle, you as an individual and society need a more creative and community approach to child caring. In the end, every family unit finds their way around this issue and from problematic situation can come new possibilities, new friendships, new mommy businesses and more. Parenting is a semi-full-time job because full-time is near to physically impossible. So, just saying that Eastern Europe and Scandinavia, Scandinavia, where both parents have chance to raise their babies. without financial loss. Okay. All right, I'm going to leave you on this note. Bye-bye.